technological fun. Boop, boop. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, me. But you can call me Wendy. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Wendy, uh, we are here today to speak with our lovely listeners about the things that have brought us joy, specifically cinematic things, but also a few uh, other things, which we'll talk about at the end of the episode, you know, just in general, things that have made us happy that we would like to share with the broader world. Does that sound impressive enough? Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. This is the pleasure dome. You are here for pleasure. That doesn't sound good when I say it like that. Well, it depends on your frame of mind. Pleasure (laughs) is fine. No guilt. No guilt on pleasure. Because it, pleasure brings us joy. <laughs> All right. Okay. I just, I'm just digging. I'm just digging that hole on my, my hosting job. Okay. You are so, a good way to China by now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Indian Ocean from where I am. Oh, fair point. Fair point. What, yes. what, what is the name of that? The, the opposite point on the earth? Is there, it ap- Oh, the ap- apogee? Not, not the no, apogee. No, it's not apogee. And not, the an- not the antipode. Hmm. What? Mm, <laughs> anyway, Wendy, mm-hmm. did you see something that uh, brought you joy this past week or so? I did. I did. Ooh. I did. Um, P- please tell. Okay. I'm going to make you edit this out if I'm repeating myself. Did I talk about the map of tiny perfect things? No. Okay. Please Good. do I didn't tell. Think I did. Okay, the map of tiny perfect things. So uh, during the the during lockdown, um, mm-hmm. one of the things we decided to do was show Theodora time loop movies, and right Ooh. at that time, a new one was dropped. It is on Prime, I believe. Prime or Hulu? Not Netflix. I know it's not Netflix, but I think it's okay. Prime. The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. This one is a YA romance time loop. So just to give you some context, right? Because like there's Palm Springs, which is an adult romantic comedy time loop, as Mm -hmm. is uh, Groundhog Day, of course. This one, what is so fun about it, and this is a mild spoiler, except this is literally the hook for the movie, is it's not one person, it's two. Ooh. It's two people who are looping the exact same day. Oh. Exactly. And what's really fun is you 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 it starts much like um the the one with my uh with Grio that you were talking about uh boss level. Yeah. Boss level starts in the middle of the loop, right? 
so does this one. And so you're watching him do all this stuff and then you're, and you're, and it's all a little bit, wait, what? And then you're, oh, it's because he's, he's done this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you watch him go through a few, like a few shorthand loops until something changes. And what changes is suddenly this person walks through who has never walked through before. And he's like, you have free will. What in the (laughs) world? And because they are both teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. They're in high school. I really like the difference there because there is a certain sort of teen apathy that they both are like, I mean, is it so bad to live the same day over and over again? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like my options are going to summer school and learning math and figuring out what I want to do for the rest of my life or just staying here in this one day where I know how everything works. Right. (laughs) And I, so I kind of do like that. Um, But the name comes from, as they are conversing she is i will say there is a little bit of um you know manic pixie dream girl kind of energy going on on both sides it is and also it is a cishet hetero like it is a cishet couple white um okay young male young female so just fyi and because they are really the only two characters in the movie they, they don't interrupt. There ain't a lot other diversity happening there. Right. But um, where the name comes from is they start showing each other the little moments they have discovered as they've mm-hmm. relived this day over and over again. And they call them tiny, perfect things. And they're like, oh, let me show you this one. Let me show you this one. And then they're like, well, let's go seek out all the other ones. And that part is just so charming. And then, of course, the romance takes over and you get into the romance plot of like, what is the challenge to the relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And the mechanic for the time looping is one that I I really enjoy mm-hmm. um, for how they they do finally get out of it. Um, so, yeah, it's really... It's satisfying as a time loop, and it is satisfying as a YA romance. And um, and the two performers are very charming and very well, engaging. That... So yeah, if you like time loop movies, and who doesn't, mm-hmm. then The Map of Tiny Perfect Things is out there waiting for you. Well, thank you, Wendy. I had never even heard of that one. So yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And a brief side quest. Yeah. Last night I stayed up late. Uh, to watch another Nicholas Sparks inspired movie. This the reason <laughs> why, the reason why is and how do how do these movies keep getting this cast? It had James Marsden and Michelle Monaghan as the Perfect. two leads, and they are both so beautiful and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, here's the thing about nicholas sparks inspired movies right uh you know yet another inspired you know based on a novel by nicholas sparks right um wow has that man got a brand i apologize for <laughs> right for bb8 if you can hear her she is very much oh, yeah. wishing to come in um <laughs> we have a like, peanut gallery <laughs> yeah and like i don't Obviously, I don't mind what his formula is, and we know that I love a formula movie, especially, like, late at night. Like, yes, just give it to me. I don't care. Um, Especially when the two people are so pretty. Ooh, and James Marsden is 
Mm. I do like when they start to get a little crusty. He is aging up so nicely, getting a little rough around the edges in a very (laughs) delicious way. Um, So, So what is this movie we're talking about now? The Best of Me. The Best of Me. I've heard of that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I think the reason I enjoy watching them is because you know there is some sort of twist. Oh, yeah. Like, not not Shyamalan goofy level, like, not that level of goofy, but you know that there's going to be something that makes you go, wait, what? Um, <laughs> and he's not afraid to embrace a little bit of the supernatural, a ghost, you know, like something sort of almost magical, who knows, like Mm -hmm. coincidence taken to an extreme. So part of the fun of watching them is just sort of as you're watching being like, I wonder what the twist is going to be. Is it going to be this? Maybe it's that. What's going to happen? Hmm. (laughs) And then like, yep. I, I mean, they didn't give a, they didn't give a lot of like a heads up, but once a certain plot thing happened, I'm like, oh, I know it's going to happen now. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but they're just so ridiculously and wholesomely and unapologetically romantic as well. Yeah. Like, honestly, and how many has this man written? How many books? Does he just churn them out every three months? <laughs> I think he just has like Mad Libs formula. And he just plugs in. I mean, like, and no shade. Like, seriously, uh, no right. shade. They're, because they are so enjoy. I, you're t- I mean, I'm the woman who reads Monster Smut, which is its own absolute, um, you know, by the numbers playbook. But Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I, I had been noodling all day about Nicholas Sparks as its own genre. <laughs> and... Um, just wanted to share those thoughts real briefly. So, Melissa, what did what did you watch this week that brought you joy? Well, this is something I'd seen before, but I hadn't seen in several years. Uh, so, uh, friends of the podcast, uh, Kelvin Hatley and Matthew Kesson both came over yesterday to hang out on Sunday uh, because that is my usual day of Kelvin coming over with Doof, the dog that used to be mine, but is now his. And uh, they're a perfect couple. And so Doof comes over and plays. (laughs) And so the three of us were sitting around going, oh, let's watch a few things. And so we inadvertently made a kind of amazing triptych of films, just kind of randomly. They, They shared a bunch of uh plot elements and it it was pretty cool and so the three movies were the mist stephen king's the mist oh okay which is a big downer but matt had never seen it and matt being a monster nut that was yeah. a big gap in his knowledge he he specifically requested that and it's like okay we're going in and the second one this is the one i wanted to talk about is uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. <gasps> yes. Right? And then uh, the third movie we saw was The Love Witch, uh, which is, I'm still huh. digesting a little bit, but they all they all kind of tie into each other a bit. You know, there's, there's yeah, there you is... know, the witch and there's the uh, throwback horror. And then there's, uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. So, the Keystone film, I believe, is Jane Doe, the, the second one that we watched. So Autopsy of Jane Doe is something, uh, Wendy, you saw it at Fantastic Fest with me, right? I did. Yes. I did. I don't think 
people really talk about it much outside of like the people who saw it on the festival circuit. I don't know that did it. I don't know that it ever really got a wide release. It certainly yeah, never got know. any sort of wide notice. Right. So the the way I sold this to Matt is it's by the guy who did Troll Hunter. So mm. um, f- fuck, I forget his name. Andre Overston, something like I that. I mean, I'm uh, not gonna know. So sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he did Troll Hunter and also uh this and and the upcoming Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is oh, yeah. about the about the Dracula ship. So anyway, it's like. Oh, Matt hasn't seen this one either, so let's go in. And, uh, dear listeners, this is a movie. A, it's a bottle movie where it basically takes place in one location, which is a, a, a autopsy room, and uh, very few actors. There's like four actors in the whole thing. And uh, the two main guys are played by Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox as a father son who are in the mortuary business together not but they're doing like uh forensic autopsies so late one night the local sheriff brings in this body and he goes i have no idea why this body was at the scene i was just at i have no answers here you go please please help me figure out what happened so there's this naked dead girl and there are no external marks of damage. <laughs> and as these guys are slowly picking up clues about the body and, you know, dissecting her and it gets weirder and weirder <laughs> and weirder. And, you know, it and it's, of course, a stormy night and they're working all alone in this place and uh, it, it gets creepier and creepier and especially if you're watching this at night with like the the lights off or in the theater it's a it's really quite effective (laughs) so and and there are things um uh, dear listeners i'm a very jaded movie watcher in a lot of ways and especially with horror movies i've seen a lot there are things they do in jane doe it's like oh oh that's new (laughs) So I was really quite pleased with it. And on a revisit, I'm even more quite pleased with it. You I think it's a very solid movie. Mm-hmm. I think I want to go back and find that, especially <gasps> to show to Theodora. Oh, my God. She will. I think she'll really like it. I really do. <laughs> she is becoming a connoisseur. Of things spooky um, ever since she became a fan of the Night Vale podcast mm-hmm. and then um, the Magnus Archives. And now she's on to Lore. Literally today, she was like listening to a Lore podcast and being like, you know, Mom, if more teachers just put spooky soundtracks behind their history lessons like Lore does, I would listen more. Ha <laughs> ha She's not wrong. Right? <laughs> right? History lessons should have soundtracks. I mean, honestly, we're like, right? yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, dear listeners, I, I bring to you Jane Doe. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Makes me yeah, feel that's good. a good one. The Love Witch, <laughs> though. Like, mm, let's take that conversation offline. But like, yeah, The oh, Love yeah. Witch. That's an oh. interesting one. I mean, maybe we'll tackle that one next week because I feel like there's things to be said about it. 
Yes, but uh, I don't really need to talk about the mist. Woof. Like, uh, so good, but like, woof. Right. That's a heavy meal. Yeah. Like, mm, and that last, those last couple of bites are just, whoa. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, Melissa, what's yes. something, what's another thing that has just brought you joy this week? Oh, I mean. I mean, I know we've sung praises in the past many, many times, but I feel like we haven't done it since we've rebooted the podcast. Jets Pizza. (laughs) Did you have Jets yesterday? I did. And it was so good. It was like especially good. It was fresh and hot and like it, it arrived in about half the time they had predicted and... Oh, oh God, it was so good. Oh, Dear listeners, yeah. Jet, Jets is uh, if you don't live in the part of the country or in a different country than Jets Pizza, it's Detroit style deep dish pizza, which is very bready and kind of crispy, but bready and buttery and you know lots of toppings and it's just greasy and yeah chewy and yes and it's and it's delivered at a square or a rectangle. It's not circular because they're rebels, man. They're rebels, Dottie. So, yeah. It, and mm, mm, mm. it was like, it was just especially good. I don't know what sort of magic they wove in yesterday, but it was really great. Well, I mean, see, now you got me dreaming about Jet's Pizza. Aww. You too can have Jet's Pizza. Don't, aren't they in Austin now? They are. Not very close. Oh, um, I get it. Um, okay. But via, via 313, in, which is... Okay. Decently close. They do something very similar that is also very good. We should go there. (laughs) We should go there when you are next visiting, Melissa. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so the thing I literally just discovered today, and it is bringing me joy, but also I want to be clear. This might be a bad idea. (laughs) It might be... Might be just a little too addictive. There's a little Mm. app game for your smartphone called Two Dots. And it's a puzzle game. Yeah. And it's real easy, but just challenging enough. And they ramp it up from level to level. And they're so quick. And it's so quick to play that level. So you play another one. I'm just saying. But They're I'm really like potato enjoy- chips. Yeah, I have found some new potato chips on my phone. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is what I have uh, been enjoying today. So I, awesome. I offer up this addiction to others as well. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And then uh, I'm going to check that out and then I won't sleep for three days. So thank you, Wendy. <sighs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> Actually, from a gaming front, uh, something that uh, my husband is a big video gamer and Mm -hmm. I'm not so much of a video. Well, I do play video games, but different ones from him. So, you know, he's like a console gamer and I'm just kind of not. Well, I got him into playing Civilization many years ago because I love the game Civilization. (laughs) But he he took it to extremes that even I never did and uh, became a big even bigger fan than me. We we discovered recently. We both have Nintendo Switches now, 
We can play civilization together and conquer the world together. <laughs> yes. And we can we can put the the map up on our giant TV. So literally we have a war room filled with war dogs. <laughs> dogs howling in the night and and we'll be we'll be playing and it's like it's 1:30 in the morning. Like, fuck, I know. We should go to bed. Yeah. Just one more turn. Yeah. No, wait. No, wait. I, I gotta get... I gotta conquer this city first. Shit! <laughs> so. I mean... Uh, similarly, Tears Tears of the Kingdom came out. Right. Uh, and we know that we know that Theodore and Chris are yeah. huge Legend of Zelda fans. Mm-hmm. And so that has been the soundtrack of the last couple of weeks and it is so charming and delightful to to hear them talking about it one will be playing the other being like oh yeah blah 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 theodora gets ahead and then chris and like she's like oh dad wait till you you can't i can't wait for you to get a little further and i wake up on the weekends and i can hear the little sounds and yeah like there's All the things that people say about technology and like it keeps us together, it keeps us isolated, and like no, it doesn't have to. Like it brought, yeah. it's something they share together. Even TikTok, Chris and I sit on the couch near each other and either watch one of us holding the TikTok, or we're both watching different ones and we're just sharing them back and forth. Yeah, right. Yep. Zooms, like, and video calls, and yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, hell, this podcast. (sighs) Well, I mean, the the main thing that drives social media is the fact that it's fucking social. Right? That's the definition right there. (laughs) Melissa, I think you're on to something. I'm a genius. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. Unless we got any more video games we want to share. We're no. probably pretty good. No, no, none at all. None at all. Okay. Anyway, uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us on Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I have been Melissa and joined as always by Wendy. And we look forward to seeing you Well, hearing you. No, we, you hear us. We don't necessarily, <laughs> well, you can comment on us on our website. Well, we look forward to uh, having a parasocial a relationship with you <laughs> next week asynchronously social <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you for joining us thank you so much bye. have a great week bye-bye bye bye thank you for joining us in the xanadu cinema pleasure dome our theme song was written by tim wick and jeffrey brown and recorded and mastered by chad dutton New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. something I'm giving up on you.